0: Reagan Rose said this, You cannot deal with topics so basic to the human soul like motivation, morality, or ultimate purpose without touching upon religion. These themes are the core of human existence. They are religious themes. This is why, whether presented overtly or not, all productivity books have a theology. She also said there are foundational aspects of the Christian's understanding of productivity which are not shared by the world. So... What is a Christian's understanding of productivity? That's what we're talking about in both of this week's episodes. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. We are in episode 185 today, and we are praying about productivity. But before we do that, we are going to begin with worship. And in today's uh, worship, we're going to focus on the idea of God's sovereignty, which we will touch on later as well. His sovereignty means that he has supreme power and authority over everything. And we have two verses today. First is 1 Chronicles sixteen thirty one, and it says, Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let them say among the nation, The Lord reigns and then revelation 4:11 which it seems like I've been pulling out a lot in the last few months it just is becoming <laughs> more and more familiar it says you are worthy our lord and god to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they were created and have their being god created all of us and he is sovereign so that's where we are this morning in worship would you join me in prayer father You are God, and as often as we want to put ourselves in your place, there's no way that we can. You have created all things. You wanted them to come into being, you spoke, and they did. You have created everything that we know and understand, and everything owes its existence to you. That's just one reason that you are worthy to receive glory and honor and power. So let the heavens rejoice, let the earth rejoice and be glad. Let all of us say, the Lord reigns. Help us to recognize your sovereignty, to respond to that sovereignty appropriately with worship, with obedience, with love. Father, we ask as we work through the rest of the verses today, as we use your words to think about the things that we do and why we do them and how we do them. Pray that you would speak to our hearts, that you would be very present with us today. We need you. We can't do the thing, anything without you. I don't even think I included that scripture today, but we can do nothing without you. Help us as we think through this idea to understand clearly our own perception of it, understand how it affects our spiritual lives, and um, and turn us towards obedience and a desire for righteousness in this area, in, in our productivity, in, in our scheduling, in the, the things, that, all the activities that we are a part of. Help us look more and more like Jesus each day. Amen. In our last broadcast— We asked God to reveal to us any wrong thoughts, attitudes, or habits we have around this idea of productivity, and I hope He did that. I hope He continues to do that as we talk about that this week. And then we prayed through our motivation for productivity, our priorities, and our stewardship of our time. We talked about the idea that productivity for a Christian looks different than for the rest of the world. Culture defines productivity as getting more done, better, and faster. For us, though, it's doing the things that bring glory to God at the right time, in the right way, with the right heart. I probably said that a little differently, but that's how Lauren Pinellas says it. On an old blog post of his, he also gives six qualities of Christian productivity, and I thought that it would be helpful to spend this episode and next praying through them. So the three that we'll cover today are, and these will make more sense when we jump into them, living in the world, having a holistic view of life, and having passion and mission. First, living in the world. And we're going to do these one at a time. So I'm going to talk through one, and we'll pray through it, and then we'll move on to the next one. First, living in the world. We can be as spiritual as possible and focused on the eternal, but as long as we are here, we are living in a physical world. What we do here has an impact both on the world around us and on the people around us. Jeremiah 29, 4-7 says this, This is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says to all the exiles I deported from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Find wives for yourself and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters to men in marriage so that they may be your sons and daughters. Multiply there. Do not decrease. Pursue the well-being of the city I have deported you to. Pray to the Lord on its behalf, for when it thrives, you will thrive. We bring glory to God when we do all the normal, mundane, daily life things He describes in in this passage, when we do them in a righteous, excellent, and healthy way. So we're going to pray today about how we live in the world, and we're going to use that passage to pray from. So let's get to it. Father, You are speaking very specifically to the Israelites who had been deported from Jerusalem to Babylon. They were exiles in Babylon. And while that is not probably what most of us who are listening to this, the experience that most of us listening to this are in, we are living in a place that is not our home. Here on earth is not our ultimate home. We are living as exiles in this place. And just as you asked the Israelites to do the things that are part of normal life, to build houses, to be in relationships, to raise children, to experience all that life has to order, offer. Plant gardens, eat food, multiply. We are also to do those things with excellence, with awareness that the things that we do in this life have an impact on on the world around us, on the people around us, on our children, on our families. Uh, but We are also just to pursue that life. We are not supposed to live so much in the spiritual realm that we forget that we have a physical life. We are to pursue the well-being of the place that we are in, because you tell us when our towns and cities and nations thrive, we will thrive. So help us to do that, to learn to do that, to be this balanced spiritual self, but physical self to pursue the things around us in our physical lives that will bring joy and meaning, and at the same time, be aware that they have a spiritual impact. So help us to bring glory to you in all of those things that we do, all the mundane daily life things that we are supposed to do. All right, second, having a holistic view of life is an important quality of Christian productivity. This goes back to the two things we prayed about last week, the fact that God owns all of our time and that we therefore need to steward it well. Mr. Pinellas says we are productive when we live every second of our lives out of obedience and faithfulness to God's instructions, family, rest, church, discipleship, personal spiritual growth, and care for our physical bodies become important ways that we steward our time. So there are two verses. <laughs> it's I think we went one, two, three. The second one has two verses. The last one will have three. This segment, we're going to use two verses. The first is 1 Peter 4.10, and it says, Each of you should use whatever gift that you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. And Malachi 3.10, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Now, (laughs) that seems maybe like an odd verse to use in this context. It's a verse about tithing. However, this is the one that God said to use, so we're just going to pray and see where this goes. We're talking about the idea that, uh, that we need to both recognize that God owns all of our time and steward it well. Father, you've asked us to use the gifts that you've given us to serve others, to administer your grace in the world that we live in, in all of our lives. And you ask us to bring those gifts, just like physical tithes, that we should be bringing those to your altar. You have promised us in this verse that when we tithe appropriately, there will be blessings to follow. And you've asked us to test this. And you brought this verse to the forefront of my awareness when I was preparing this. I can't help but think that that means that we are to be dealing with time in the same way as we are dealing with money. We are to steward it in a similar fashion. It is a critically important resource that all of us have. And it is an area where we all, um, we tend to get off track with our time. We are either so focused, on productivity and working hard, that we lose track that we are of, of spiritual being, and that this is this our spiritual side is important. Or we focus so much on doing those spiritual things that we forget that we are um, have a physical presence here as well. Father, bring balance to our lives. Balance in a way, not simply not simply for the fact that we tend to value that balance, that we tend to look for that, but, but in a way that honors you. Balance to our lives so that we bring glory to you. Help us use whatever gift we have received to serve others as faithful stewards of your grace. And help us to bring our tithe of time to your house in any way that you ask us to, not necessarily, okay, I've spent so many hours in the church building this week, therefore that is my tithe of time. Maybe that is, but help us to be constantly listening to how you want us to use our time, serving others. Help us to see ourselves as stewards of our time and to be very aware of how we use it and how we can tithe it. Amen. Finally, for today, Mr. Pinellas says that Christian productivity should be imbued with passion and mission. We are not supposed to be robots checking off a spiritual to-do list, doing all the good church things because that's what we are told to do. The Christian life is an ongoing relationship with a God who creates with a fantastic imagination and loves with that same intensity. So we should be filled with joy and passion and purpose in our lives. The things that we do as we're productive, the choices that we make, and the things that, we're, that we pursue, they should reflect that joy and passion and purpose. So we're going to pray about that with Psalm 84 four two that says, My soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. Deuteronomy 6.5 says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And finally, Psalm 63.1 says, O oh God, you are my God, earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you, my flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. These verses are dripping with passion and purpose and joy and I want that for us as well. So let's pray that. Father, the passion that I read in these words, whether they are from David or uh, the one from Deuteronomy, help us to experience that same passion and intensity and joy and purpose in our relationship with you. Help our soul long, faint for the courts of the Lord, for your presence. Let my heart and my flesh, my body, sing for joy to you, our living God. Work that out in my life for what that looks like. Maybe it's actually singing, maybe it's not. But let my heart long for your presence. Help us to love you, our Lord and God, with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our strength. Father, this is a, this this verse, (laughs) I don't I don't know, it's easy for me to get deep into this verse because I've studied it before and I don't think I want to get that far into it today, but as we're thinking about this in terms of our productivity and our actions, help us to love you with all the parts of our lives, all the kinds of actions that we take, whether they are mundane or whether they are what we feel as of eternal significance whether that is feeding a toddler or speaking to someone about their faith walk, whether it is cleaning our kitchen, washing the dishes again, cleaning clothes again, or whether it's doing something new and exciting that we feel that you've called us to do. In all of those things, let us love you. You are our God. We earnestly seek you. Our soul thirsts for you, my flesh, faints for you. If that is not where we are right this moment, I pray, Spirit, that you would um, (laughs) rile that up in us, is the words that I was thinking. Rile it up in us. Bring that to the surface. Let our soul and our body thirst and faint for you like we are living in a place with no water. Let the intensity of that, let that, the intensity of how we would be looking for water In a desert, let us look for you in our own lives. Let us long for this relationship. And then let us live out that passion, that joy that we find there in all of the things that we do, in all the ways that we feel like we are acting, in all of the things that we are trying to be productive in. Let that joy and passion and mission flow through the rest of our actions. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're watching on the Grace and the Gravel Road Facebook page, we'll be back on Thursday at 10 a.m. Central. If you found it helpful and encouraging today, I would love it if you would invite a friend to join us. And the same thing if you're a podcast listener, if you found this helpful, uh, I would love for you to share it with one friend. Praying Scripture is brought to you by Grace and the Gravel Road. And... Uh, before I close out today, I want to say that we are probably in the last week or two of this segment. We'll do another week, I think, after this on time, but but I think that we'll be drawing to a close. And I feel like I want to jump back into a book study. We've been doing a topical study for at least two, maybe even three months. I think we did Gratitude in November preparation in December and time in January. So I am feeling the need to get back into a book of the Bible. So instead of doing a topical study, we'll just jump back into a book. But I am looking for your uh, ideas for what book that you would like to to do. So feel free to either drop it in the comments. If you're a podcast listener or you prefer to email me, send me an email to m the letter M as in Michelle, m at graceandthegravelroad.com. And I will collect those and pray over those and be thinking about that. So what book study would you like to do next? My heart is, as we do this together, that God will grow us in our prayer lives, in our our use and understanding of scripture, but also most of all, that we would fall deeper in love with a God who gave us these words. Amen.